Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Chris Connolly. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Above all, we love bringing librarians and great books together. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, this is Lainey from the Library Love Fest podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm super excited today because I am conducting the interview and I have a special guest for us, Wanda and Morris. Hello. Hello, and thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna brag a little bit about you before we get into the book and and other things. So. Wanda Morris is an alumna of the Yale Writers Workshop and Robert McKee's Story Seminar. She's a member of Sisters in Crime and Mystery Writers of America. As a corporate attorney, she has worked in the legal departments of several Fortune 100 companies. An accomplished presenter and leader, Morris has previously served as president of the Georgia chapter of the Association of Corporate Counsel and is the founder of its Women's Initiative, an empowerment program for female in-house lawyers. And all her little secrets, your debut novel is coming on November, November 2nd, and we are very excited about this one. And most of our librarians listening, I mean, surely all of them know about your book by now because we talk about it all the time. It's a favorite on the, the library team. And I think what's really cool about this book, I mean, personally, selfishly, is that we may have known each other for quite a while. Maybe. 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 Maybe I'm very, very lucky to have you in my life before the book, and now I'm so excited that we get to, I get to promote your book, which is crazy. So, for those listening, I don't know that we talked about this on any, whatever. We've had you on several things, but this is the, the inside story, the inside scoop. Ooh, everybody's getting the inside scoop. Wow. So we. Okay, I don't. How's the best way? We, how how many years have we known each other? Probably, gosh. Uh, so ever since. Maybe if we go back to twenty fifteen, no, twenty six. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Something like that, yeah. So you have three children, and one of them is Alexandra, who we love, and she is my roommate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you are like my adopted daughter, so. <laughs> No, I do. You're such a sweetheart. And so I remember the very first time I met you. You do. I came up to New York to visit. I actually had a business trip and I came up to New York. And the first thing I told Alex before I left was like, I want to see your new apartment because you guys had just moved in together. You were still at NYU. And I said, I want to see the new apartment. And she's like, okay, now just remember it's small. And I was like, of course, you know, oh, you know, college, you know, university housing, it's, you know, it's not gargantuan. And I walked in 
and you were there and you were so adorable and you're like hi i'm blaney <laughs> so funny <laughs> but aside from that alex took me on a tour of the place which like I could stand in the middle of it and just turn around like it was really small <laughs> like super duper small like i think your kitchen like I had to slide in there sideways and stuff. I never seen such a teeny weeny little stove, and it was just adorable. It's like, okay, so it must take you like seven hours to cook dinner on this, but it's huge. Six and a half, six and a half. That's so funny. I don't remember that. I mean, I remember that place, and it it definitely was a dorm because we went to grad school together. And then mm-hmm. um, Alex is in publishing as well. She's, I mean, we have to brag on her because we love her. She's like but one of my best friends, and you. You are so proud of her I know so she's a she's an editorial and so we for a different company but we um like to talk shop and so that's nice but um we went to grad school together and lived there and then the rest is history now we have a much bigger kitchen so that's yeah. that's, <laughs> that's very nice you guys live like real adults now I <laughs> so you've seen us from when we were at the struggle first time in new york yeah um it's always so much fun though when i come up because we always go out to dinner the three mm-hmm. of us right and i always tell you guys pick a great restaurant and you guys live near some really good good food in new york city mm-hmm. so that is never difficult I do recall the last time I was up there, we not only went to dinner, but we went shopping. Right? Oh, us? We went, Never. I yeah. mean, no, we went to shopping. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did shopping. And I just remember my feet, my feet being so, so tired. But I had so, so much fun with you guys mm-hmm. as our food. Oh, well, we enjoy having you. So got to come up soon when the world is. That's crazy. Yeah, when the world opens up again, I, I told Alexandra I would love to go to New York again. Maybe, you know, anyway, I'll leave that alone. I just want to get back out again. I know. Well, she is a, a special person, um, no doubt, um, because you were a special person. So um very thankful to have both of you in my life. And so we knew each other then, you know, with personally, but then you wrote this amazing book, All Her Little Secrets, again, coming out November 2nd. And um, I remember when, you know, you're like, I'm just working on something. But little <laughs> did we know, like, you've been working on it. Well, not well. little did I know you had been working on it for quite some time. Like, how many years would you say you worked on this book? I worked on this for over a decade, but not like all writing it. Like I started it and then I put it down and then I came back to it. And it was probably around the time that you guys were roommates together. But here's the thing. I didn't tell anybody about it. Like, so see, you are like in my inner circle because (laughs) I actually told you before I told like some of my brothers and sisters and family like I didn't tell some people in my family until the pre-order link went up okay like yeah it's like it's got to keep it close because you're like but I mean pre-order effort someone's already bought it and you're it's edited like at that point you know it's there but I could get that when you're writing it to be like I got to keep it close it feels very much like a child like I could see that it does It, it really does and I I kept thinking because I had put it down, I was always concerned, like, 
what if I do that again? But this time it was different. When I picked it up this time, I was really committed to it for a whole bunch of reasons. And I just remember first time I did tell you about it. I was I was so nervous. I don't know if Alex told you this, but I was like, you know, Alex, I really need another set of eyes on this because I have beta readers and, you know, I had done like an online mentoring program. I had done Gail Writers Workshop. And so all of that, I was still like learning, like this is my first book. So I really had to learn how to write a book because I knew nothing about characterization. Like I write all the time as a lawyer, but it's very, very different writing. And so I had to learn how to do all that. And so when I did finally get it to a place where I thought, maybe it could be okay, but I still wasn't sure. So I told Alex, I was like, do you think that Lainey would like mind looking at it? Because yeah, I knew that you like adult books. Like my daughter, Alex, she works in children's books. Yeah. And so, you know, I kind of didn't want to give it to her for one. And she's like, all that blood and stuff. It's just, this is not about that. But I also wanted somebody who read, you know, you know, very deep into adult um, books. And so I was so nervous. And Alex was like, of course, lady wouldn't mind. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And like, Alex would keep asking me, did you give it to lady yet? Like, have you given it? And it was like, no. I'm in the background like please 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 here's my email and I was I remember those emails because it was like okay well if you hate it just like don't respond or just you know like is it terrible and I'm like are you kidding me because you know we, we read a lot of things sometimes things on submission come our way before they're bought with the company and you're like you know you may feel certain ways Alex especially probably knows that firsthand because she gets a lot of submissions. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I don't really know what to expect. And then I was just like, dot, I dove into it. It was so great. And it's, a, I mean, I guess in a minute we'll tell people what it's about, but it's just so thrilling and fast paced. And I've read it now twice. Well, that's not including the time that I got a couple of iterations or you would only give me like five chapters. You would just, you would keep me wanting more. And so I would want more. And I finally got the whole thing and I was like on a plane and I just like, whew, read it all. So that was probably like the third or fourth, like I saw a few chapters and then I got to read the whole thing before it went on submission. And then I was just elated because it just happened to be that you came to William Morrow and I was like, now I get to represent you. And so I was just telling everyone like, this is such an amazing book. And then I got to read it the second time after, you know, copy editing and everything. And um, I'm on the lead read committee. And so I got to see everyone else fall in love with it. That it was just like, everyone would write it and just, I didn't see anybody say any differently. Like everyone loved it so much. And so it got the lead read and I was just like, I know her. <laughs> like she wrote this book and it is so amazing. And it's all you, like you did all that work for all that time. And it just really, it shows like everyone, like our librarians love this book so much. And 
it's just it's an amazing one and I can't wait to to see what the next book holds. Oh, thank you so very much. Thank you so much. You know, I, I'm not going to lie after you read it and you know <laughs> you sent me back an email you're like this is so good and I was like She's just saying that because I'm a roommate's mom. <laughs> it's like I never should have given it to her. No. But you you were just you were so forthright though. I mean, you you said this looks really good. And I remember distinctly, I don't know if you remember this. At one point, I thought about changing something in the book, and it was the opening. I don't know. Do you remember this? And I was like, Yeah. I got some comments back from beta readers and they were like, I think you should do this. And I was like, oh, maybe they know. And I remember telling you and you were like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And I said to myself, Lainey knows what she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) My beta reader works over in, you know, the blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to listen to Lainey and I'm glad I did. So I didn't change. Yeah, that first line, I think it's the one kind of after the the first couple pages, like the prelude, but like that first line, I was like, oh, you got a good line. Like you got to keep that. So, yeah. Well, before we get into any questions, let, can you tell our listeners, if they don't know, I'm sure they do, but a little bit about the book and what it is about? Sure. So All Our Little Secrets is about a Black female lawyer who, from the outside, looks like she has everything going for her. She's got you know, a well-paying job in Midtown Atlanta. She's got great friends, um, Ivy League educated, but... Everything shifts and changes one January morning when she goes into the office for a meeting with her boss and she finds him dead. She walks away like she has not seen anything. And the reason why is because she has a dark cachet of secrets of her own, including a small town past a brother who spent some time on the other side of the law. So she feels like getting involved in this might just unearth all her secrets. So she walks away. But that was a rather pivotal um, moment because what happens is that the police begin to investigate her boss's death. Uh, People start to gossip around the company and soon after, she's promoted to replace her boss. Dun, dun, dun. Um, things only get worse from there because she begins to investigate something that just seems really off to her. And unfortunately, what seems off to her really is off to her because it places her right in the middle of an ethical and moral turn. And so she now has to race to protect her brother and stop a conspiracy that is far worse than anything she could have imagined. Now that seems like a lead read title to me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know, our lead read program is a program in the sales department. So we have a committee that reads several books um, that have been presented to us for the season and then we take it to the greater sales and we vote on it and it's a book we're all going to get behind for the season and uh let me tell you it was a i mean this was an easy selection we we all loved it and 
um, that cover is so great. I love love cover. Every time yeah. someone mentions it, I always have to give a shout out to Boy Serapont who designed the cover. And that cover, I you know, I remember um, Asante Simons is my editor at HarperCollins and William Morrow, and she is fantastic. And I remember the day she sent me that cover and I was actually doing laundry or something and my phone buzzed and I opened it up because I open up everything that comes from HarperCollins, William Morrow right away. And I remember opening up and seeing this cover and it just blew me away. I remember dashing downstairs to show my husband and I was like, look at this cover. Um, it's just so wonderful. I know we're on a podcast, but the cover is um, a very striking picture of uh, a Black woman with sunglasses. And inside the sunglasses is this Black and white photo of a young girl. And she's looking away from the camera, but you can just tell that there is something going on in this book that, you know, I think that cover just encapsulated everything that's in the book. The secrets, the heartache, uh, everything. I, I just love that cover. Yeah. One thing I love so much is the the back and forth between her past and her present, because she is from a small town in Georgia originally before she goes to Atlanta but I have to say those characters are so rich in her past to her mother and her kind of surrogate aunt and all these people who are are so important to her and have changed her life and either protected her or changed her life in a bad way um but they are so um strong and I remember thinking like I would read a book just about all of it. Like, I just, I wanted to get back to that, but then you would get to the fast pace in the present. I'm like, you just did it so well. Like you, you, you kind of balance that really well. And I think not everybody can do that. You know, sometimes the strength lies within the mystery or the strength lies within the back scenes, but you really don't mind. You want to be in both of them. I think, mm -hmm. um, was that important to you when you wrote it that you wanted to show the past as well? Or did you think about just keeping it in the present? It's so interesting you asked that because I had queried this book, like I told you the story hundreds of times. I got so much rejection on this book. Um, and, and that was okay because at the time I was querying that book wasn't ready. And I remember thinking several years into it, you know, gosh, it would be really cool to do something like this where I had this dual timeline set up. And I remember being in a workshop <clears throat> and the instructor, it wasn't Gail Writer's workshop, it was another workshop I did. And uh, the instructor saying, oh, dual timeline books are the worst. Like, you know, you know, people either love what you're doing in the past timeline or they love what you're doing in the present, but to merge the two, it never works. And so I, I put the thought away. I was like, yeah, I want to do that. But when I finally decided I'm getting rejected on this book anyway, so I might as well go on and write it the way I want to write it, right? And so I changed it and that was a lot of work because I had to open up and do scenes that um, I hadn't previously done. But I, once I did it, it so opened up Elise's, uh, Elise Littlejohn, who's the protagonist, it opened up her, her backstory. 
and I was able to tap into um, why she did what she did. Um, you know, it's, it's not a spoiler to say, but when, you know, you, you read the first few pages and, you know, she sees her boss dead in a pool of blood and she walks away. Like, who can do that? But you know that something really bad had to happen to make somebody do something like that. And so I was able to tap into all that. And I just kind of prayed that people would hang along on the ride with me um, as we went between um, those two timelines. Yeah, yeah. And I had written down, I want to talk about like redeemable and who who maybe seems redeemable and stuff because these characters are pretty flawed. And some of them, you know, you don't have a lot of feelings uh, of redemption, but others, you know, they have these dark pasts, but they're also good people and they want good things. And so did you ever feel like someone in the book couldn't be redeemed or did you want to show different sides of them? It was important to me to show different sides of, you know, the, the major characters in the book. I can only think of one person that I thought, yeah, maybe they couldn't be redeemed, maybe one or two. Um, but I wanted to mirror what real people are like. Like people are not all good and people aren't all bad. And that, you know, it really was a matter of, you know, did these people have access and resources that would give them a fair shot at, um, you know, a good life? I mean, you know, imagine that you're a 14 year old girl and, you know, you live in this bleak poverty and despair and you got one shot, just one shot to get out and escape. And, you know, forces of oppression are moving in on you. What would you do? How far would you go to escape, to, to make that run? And so I wanted to, you know, tap into that because, you know, other people didn't get the opportunities that she got and what happened with them. And it was the same in the present timeline too, because even characters, you know, aside from Elise, like, you know, the character of Willow, I mean, she is working in this male dominated space and she is trying to forge her own path. And, you know, it, it's very difficult. And so while, you know, people may do some bad things, what's behind it? And did they get a shot, you know, a fair shot yeah. at trying to do what was right? Yeah, that is a big theme. Like, what are the opportunities? What, what makes someone choose something or what, what opportunities can get you out of that. And so that kind of leads up into her, her present life because it would be easy to write 500 pages about corporate greed or corporate, I don't even know what they're going through, all of these corporate stories, but to have that layer too, that, that she went through other things and you kind of give a 360 look at like what that can equal to. It's not just one, one thing that's the problem. It can be a lot of things. It can be, be systemic. Systemic, and so um, 
Yeah. So a systematic problem is something that you mm-hmm. can't easily just take down. You have to have to break it down and look at it. And so another big theme, um, speaking of opportunities, is the sibling relationship because her brother is really important to her in mm-hmm. the book. What was it like? going through all these different familial relationships did you have one that you were like I want to know more about them I want to write them or did you kind of love them all um a little bit I tapped into um like my own sibling relationship and you know I can't speak for everybody but you know I have like one sibling that you know, I just want to sometimes, I wanted to just like throttle him, but I loved him so, so much. And I, I speak in the past because he, he has passed on, but you know, there was sometimes that, you know, you talk to him and you just be like, oh, I'm knocking my head against the wall, but that didn't mean that you loved him any less. And so I wanted to explore that in this relationship between Elise and her brother, Sam, like she was really, really devoted to him, despite the fact that, you know, they bickered and they argued, but you could tell that, you know, they both loved each other deeply. And again, you know, the choices she made, the things she did, she was always keeping him top of mind. Like, you know, I like to think when I was writing her that she was in this frame of mind of I am doing what is best for, you know, my family. And um, and they weren't always wise choices. (laughs) But, you know, nonetheless, I think, you know, that love and devotion that she had to Sam was always um, at the forefront. And... um, you know, I think that's kind of what families are, you know, you argue, you bicker, you still love one another, you still hang in there for one another. And so, um, you know, that was one of the big things I wanted to explore is who's, who's family and, and what do they mean to you, whether they're related to you or not by blood. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And I think that, well, I have to ask is like one of the biggest questions you get of, oh, you were a corporate attorney. How much of this is true? Is that one of your main questions that you get? It is. It is. It is. (laughs) How much of the lease is that? Yeah. What company did you work for? (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I fully expect, Lainey, that when the book comes out and more people have an opportunity to read it, I'm sure I'm going to get lots of questions, especially from you know, people I've worked with, you know, be like, did you base that character on so-and-so? I know you did because I hated him too, you know, and I didn't base the characters on any one person, including Elise. I mean, Elise is kind of an amalgam of, you know, conversations I've had with girlfriends and other female lawyers um, working in, you know, predominantly white male spaces. And so, um, you know, I just tried to um, put together um, those kinds of um, instances and things, scenes that would reflect what women 
really do experience when they are in these spaces, um, whether it's in the workplace or whether they're out shopping or what have you. And so I tried to tap into that. I didn't necessarily base it on my own life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, it's fiction. Fiction writers probably get those questions a lot, but I figured that would be the first one of like, hmm, okay. Um, but yeah, I think even just, you know, obviously I can't relate to all of it, but being a woman in the workplace, especially a corporate environment, that made, that really hit home for me. And I think I told you this from probably the beginning. It was like, if I had to sum up one word of just like a great example of what this is, like code switching. I think mm -hmm. that you did such a great job with that because I read a lot of books that, you know, talk about the discrepancies between even corporate lives, but, or just the way people are treated. But this one did a really great job of showing like how easy it is to be like, well, it's just easier for me to just say this or like, you don't understand. So I'm just not even going to explain it to you. And that, and kind of the blind spots on those those white people in the conference room with her you know those blind yeah. spots of like they just don't think about it which is terrible and so I think that is one thing that people could really um gain from reading this book of like oh I would have never thought about you know or maybe I didn't think about what that person was going through and so I, kudos I really liked that and and that's a big theme but also yeah just being a woman and she's the only like black but also woman in those high-powered meetings and so she can kind of exactly. relate to another woman that's there and be like well I can kind of feel for her too and so mm -hmm. again it's just not simple it's not black and not black and white if you will but it's just it's not simple there's so many things to break down about it um and there's so many things to explore in this book that I think it's going to be great for book clubs too. I think that they're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like I could talk all day about how much I love the book, but it's not just me. I mean, if they see all of these quotes, like I'm looking at them now, library journal, um, give you, you were the, the cover woman, you were on library journals, August issue, which was amazing. <laughs> they came to your house and took pictures and did a great interview, yes. and we'll link to that. And um, you have one from Kirkus Reviews. It says Morris builds an escalating thriller plot packed with convincing details about corporate politics and skullduggery, which I love that word. Ooh, I um, love that word. And I mean, Karen Slaughter, come on, your fellow Atlanta neighbor says a brilliantly nuanced but powerhouse exploration of race, the legal system, and the crushing pressure of keeping secrets, a vibrant and welcome new voice to the thriller space. Like that's, I think Karen, like Gosh. she doesn't have a lot of things that I see. So that's a great, great blurb. Oh and there's gosh. so many more. Allison Galen, uh, Let's see, Amy Gentry. I mean, there's just Lori Raider Day, who is your friend we had on Door to Door. I would be remiss not to say that. That was a fun conversation. That was so fun. Um, we'll I link love to that. Lori. Yeah, I she's wonderful. She um, there's just so much coming in for this book. And let me tell you this it, you meet, you, when you meet an author that is so lovely and so gracious and nice, and you're like, Yes. Like, I love the book, but I'm so happy they're like that. But thankfully, I I know you and I'm my life is richer for knowing you. And book aside, you're amazing. But this book is amazing as well. So thank just, you. Thank you for writing thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I 
truly do not take a minute of it for granted. I don't take a word of those blurts for granted. I am blessed. I, I really am. And I am blessed. Yeah, well, you did the work. You know, you, you spent a lot of time on it. And it's not it's not a coincidence. And it's not anything other than what you did. You know, you put that work in. So something to be very proud of. And you're working on a second book, which we might see some characters from the first yes. one in. This is oh a little gosh. historical. I don't know if I can say that, but it's a little historical. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that we'll leave them wanting. We'll leave them wanting more. I'm telling you this one, folks. I, 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 um, I made my own self cry. Like, <laughs> I was writing a scene and I finished the scene and I like backed away from the desk. I was, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> that's a good thing. That's, that's I mean, I'm sorry you're crying, but that's a good thing. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good thing. I can't remember who it was that said, you know, if you, you put it on the page and you don't laugh or you don't cry, the reader won't do it either. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm really excited and I'm so glad to be working with HarperCollins William Moore on a second book. I'm excited too. <laughs> I'm very I'm so excited. excited. Well, uh, everybody, you can get it e-galley on Edelweiss or NetGalley, all my librarian pals, let us know if you need help doing that or you need a physical galley. Library Reads votes are October 1st. They're due, I should say, the book comes out November 2nd, but Library Reads votes are due October 1st. So be sure to get it in in time. And uh, yeah, we have so many things that we will link to in this episode so you guys can dive deep and get reading. And um, yeah. This has just been a wonderful, wonderful afternoon to, to spend with you. It has. Thank you so much, Lainey. Mwah. Mwah. I love you. Congratulations. <laughs> and we'll Thank talk you. soon. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Of course. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.